Coming up, alcohol is finally making its way into the Disneyland park for day guests, and we say goodbye to Bugsland at Disney California Adventure. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California, this is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 743 of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged for the week of September 10th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host this week for the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. I am Rhino Clavin, as you may or may not know welcome uh pete is on a he's in england right now as of the airing of this episode um and he's about to begin an adventures by disney so that should be fun for him we are here um holding down the fort for him in the meanwhile and to help me do that um this week i've got craig williams in the back hello and then from california we've got tyler and katrina Oh, I guess I should say your full names. Tyler Crouch, Katrina Manzoni, or do I have to do it with the full-on accent? That's my name. Sure, you can do it with an accent. Well, Craig, could you introduce Katrina for us? It's uh, Katrina Manzoni. There we go. We have Craig as our our resident translator here. And then, of course, we have the lovely Nancy Johnson visiting us as well. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. (laughs) Good to see you, Nancy. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Um, I hope everybody has had a good week. Um, We're just going to dive right into it. I already said in the intro, we're going to be talking about um, some info that got released by Disney Parks blog about the Star Wars Cantina that we kind of already knew. We're going to say goodbye to Bugs Land. We're going to do our, um, you know, what we're most excited about in the land this week. But um, before we get started with that, um, this is a this version of the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged is geared toward people traveling to Disneyland more than locals, I would say. Um, and as part of that, I just wanted to bring to some folks' attention that there are some deals going on right now as far as like hotel packages and whatnot. Um, it, you can find all this information at www.info.com. Of course, you can visit dreamsunlimitedtravel.com to get a no-obligation quote from an agent today. But there's a couple different um, packages that have been going on but are still going on and I just saw them but there's a um, you can book a two night package at a good neighbor hotel starting at $919 that includes um, uh, two adults and one child ages three to nine that will include a one park per day um, two day ticket there for each one of those guests in the party um there's a get a fourth night free at a good neighbor hotel when you book a three-night package at um a bunch of them there's anaheim marriott best western plus there's the clarion hotel castle inn and suites there's a whole bunch whole list on here and then there's currently a room only discount as well where you can save up to 30 percent um at a disneyland resort hotel um and all those are ending at various times. So rather than get into it too much, I just saw them in there and I thought I would direct people's attention. So if anybody wants to get out there to check out some Halloween time decorations that will have been started by the time this episode airs on September 7th out there. Um, yeah, this could be a, this could be a deal for you. So I know Craig and I very last minute every year kind of plan a quick getaway out there or, we did last year, and then I did the year before and the year before that. So I always think I'm not going, and then I do. But anyway. Hey, yes. I know I have to correct you. Okay, what really was it, quick, Nancy? Because it's not that it's directed for people traveling, too, but every single local knows people who don't get a chance to go to the park a lot, who are looking for things to celebrate. So why not include them in the oh, whole Oh, good, good point, Nancy. That's a good point. I appreciate that. There we um, go. Yeah, good point. You know, everyone, you know, and that's unfair to me, too, because Tyler and Katrina stay there all the time, too. Yes, that's right. Yes, that is right. Yes. That is right. <laughs> anyway, well, um, let's get away from that, because that's not super interesting. Um, I mean, it could be interesting if you're traveling. It's not interesting for me, though. I'm just being honest here on this show. Um, and I want to move into our what we're most excited about in the land this week. And to kick us off. Craig, you go first. 
Today is September 10th, so if you were planning on going at eating Tangaroa Terrace, unfortunately you are out of luck. It is now uh, it is now closed because it is going through a refurbishment, and uh, there was a lot of speculation on what was going to happen with this refurbishment uh, because just no one quite knew. Some people were even arguing about whether or not it was going to happen at all, but luckily for us, uh, Disney Parks blog came to the rescue as they always do and gave us extra details on it. So Tangaroa Terrace is closed because it will reopen uh, mid-January in 2019 as the Tangaroa Terrace Bar and Grill. So the restaurant's 50s tiki-inspired design will remain as the perfect tropical complement to the mid-century modern architecture of the Disneyland Hotel, but guests can expect a new outdoor bar and refreshed patio serving island cocktails and Asian-inspired fare. Uh, new details will also be added to the interior space, including light fixtures made out of colorful fishing floats and netting a tropical mural and bamboo accents. Guests will also be delighted to find a dedicated service window for various coffee selections in the morning and the popular dual whip throughout the day. Uh, perfect while enjoying time at the pools. The grill offers options for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with an open-air marketplace for quick bites. And uh, while Tangaroa Terrace is under refurbishment. Select menu offerings will be available at the Coffee House, Trader Sam's, and Steakhouse 55, according to this. But, but that's just that bit. And they went even further and also announced, uh, put in this announcement that Whitewater Snacks will yeah. also close soon, reopen later this year with a fresh new look. Uh, Hearthstone will be the place to go for grab-and-go options at that point. Uh, but guests of Californian, the Grand Californian will also be able to lounge in an even more luxury poolside uh, with a new pool bar opening in spring of 2019. They attached some uh, they attached some artwork to that, which I'm sure is showing right now. So the pool now. is going under construction yet yes. again. <laughs> yeah. For the 19th time <laughs> since the first time I visited, it's going under yeah. construction again. So uh, the the pool bar area will just fit in with the exact same design as every uh, every other aspect of the hotel. But if it looks anything like the concept art, it will look swanky. It looks real nice. Get yeah. out. So I'm excited about yeah. all, all of this announcement there. So I'm really, really excited to see uh, what Tangaroa Terrace comes back. And, you know, it's very interesting putting that bar yeah. as the first word before the grill. So that's that, yeah. that's a big deal. Well, well they have... the, the, the thing is, is right now, Trader Sam's gives all the drinks to the pool. And that's one of the things that really backs up Trader Sam's is that on a regular basis, they're making pool drinks. So it's really a good idea to finally give the pool its own bar, take some weight off of the Trader Sam's guys. Did, so uh, so uh, Tangaro Terrace right now did not serve alcohol, like mixed drinks, more than just like, no. I think you could get like beer, right? Or no? Just no. beer, I think, like the like in like a can, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, grab and go. Yeah, so that's that's interesting, and that there's that outdoor bar that you were talking about that you think we, that was the rumor um, going around there. So I, I mean that that sounds really cool to me. Oh, I would think about uh, from our point, like we have uh, at Wilderness Lodge, we have Geyser Point Bar and Grill. Mm -hmm. So it, if it would be great, I know it's probably not going to steal any sort of the same concept, but. You know, open air, relaxing, kind of like the outdoor seating they already have out in that area, but maybe expanded in a way more, a little bit. Uh, I, I've always thought Tangaroa had creative menu items, maybe getting a little extra creative with yeah. it too, but but adding in uh, more fun drinks. Well, you brought up Geyser Point, which is a pretty interesting thing that that almost maybe that's kind of where uh, Whitewater Snacks is going with because they're, you know, Wilderness Lodge and Grand Californian is yeah. the same original designer and stuff. But um, but the, they only had the concept art for Whitewater Snacks. That looks awesome. That, may, that to me looks like the hotel and the pool and, like, it's kind of all coming together a little bit more united, I guess. Like, I, um, but, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, no, I'm I'm canceling every vacation I had planned until Tangaroa Terrace opens back up. But Aww. that's no, it's it has to be done. I'm, I can no longer deal with places not being open when I want a vacation. Yeah. Well. Well, Trader Sam's will be open. It's not good enough. <laughs> not for me. Not good enough. Yeah. All right. Tyler, you go next. What's your thing you're most excited about in the land this week? <laughs> 
Okay, so everybody knows about mobile ordering. That's something that happens at Disney World and Disneyland. And for me, I think it's fantastic. It It is always my preferable way to go and order food through the mobile ordering, especially at Disneyland because uh, it's easy to order, you know, allergy food as well uh, in a lot of cases. But um, they're actually adding uh, mobile ordering to seven new locations at the Disneyland Resort. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about them, actually. I think one of the most interesting ones is uh, Bayside Brews, which is at California Adventure, because this is going to be, um, they mostly, obviously by the name, they mostly just do uh, drinks. I mean, they mostly just have beers. Where they is have that located margarita. in California it's Adventure? Across from, it's across from the Paradise Garden Grill. Uh, so it's like right it's under. The oh, okay. Where, yeah, where right people have been, it's been popular for the uh, Micheladas, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have those too, exactly. So okay. I think that's really interesting that, you know, you can get, uh, a lot of people know that the Carl Strauss little truck gets a long line sometimes, things like that. You can just now mobile order a couple of those Carl Strauss beers really? and head mm -hmm. on over there and they have them ready for you. So I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Now over at Disneyland, they're going to have the Harbor Galley uh, and they're going to also have the Tiki Juice Bar, which is the place where you can get your pineapple Dole Whip, so, you, you know, that's another great thing. You don't have to wait in the long line to get your pineapple whip anymore. Um, while I'm talking about the juice bar, uh, it is important to note that uh, Tiki Room is actually closed right now, and they were going to reopen on September 21st, but they've actually uh, had to push it back a little bit, and now it's going to be opening on September or October 3rd. So, uh, so if you want to go see the Tiki Room, you're going to have to wait till October 3rd for that stuff. Um, and then... Uh, the last remaining ones are Idlevice Snacks, which is where you can get your turkey legs and your corn on the cob, your chimichangas. It's right across from the Matterhorn. Uh, State Shore Cafe, they've got the chicken tenders and things like that. That's right next to the Golden Horseshoe. Um, and then Refreshment Corner, which a lot of people call Coke Corner, but it is called Refreshment Corner. It's right there with the piano, the old ragtime piano. You can get your hot dogs, your chili, things like that. And the Royal Street Veranda, which is, of course, the world-famous uh, bread bowls with the gumbo, uh, all the you know, and they have a seasonal soup and things like that. So I'm really excited for a lot of these locations. I think the Tiki Juice Bar and Bayside Brews are kind of the most interesting because it, it'll, uh, hopefully we get a much uh, lower line from the Tiki Juice Bar because... Um, yeah, it's crazy. It blocks up that yeah. Adventureland entrance. Like it gets it, a little yeah. hard when there's people coming through with scooters and strollers because it's a little like it's right there in that queue and it kind of winds around sometimes. But. Exactly. And I think the, the part that takes the longest when people are ordering is the actual ordering process and the paying and getting the money back and all that stuff is the part that takes the longest. So if you can do that on your phone and then walk right up and grab your your uh, Dole Whip, it's going to make it. Much I'd be better. curious to see how many of those locations, like some of them you named, I feel like sometimes have secret menu items. And I'm wondering if those are like going to show up in the mobile ordering app or not. If no, they, I, I don't think they will. I, I think, I, you know, maybe not. if they have, yeah, if they have like a special or something like all the Halloween food that's coming up, I would assume that they're going to have um, those specials and things. But if it's like a secret item, I don't think so. Uh, so the one thing but, I, yeah. I, I would throw in for the Disneylanders because we somewhat have this problem here in Walt Disney World are, you know, because we can already use mobile order with our Dole Whips. Uh, the issue isn't so much like that it's it slows down or anything by using mobile ordering. The main issue that comes into play is then everyone who's put in a mobile order thinks that they need to crowd right yeah. around the general area. And I know that you already have that there, but with, with Dole Whips and stuff, it's ice cream. It's not like the food where they're, you know, they can sit it under a heat lamp for a couple minutes. Um, it's, it, it's, it's ice cream. So it's going to start melting immediately. So you kind of have to play a little bit different strategy with it. Um, and I've, I've had at least one time where, where my Dole Whip, they couldn't, I couldn't get to it because too many people were crowding and it, it did melt a little bit. So I, I asked for a fresh one. So don't be afraid to do that either. Yeah, it's, you got to get that Instagram you photo. It, you deserve the the best quality you can get. I agree. Um, I I think it's interesting too that you're. I, I guess I'd never thought about before because I've never used mobile ordering to order alcohol. I just never thought. I mean, I'm sure that's part of ours here, but I There's just that whole carding thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of feels well, I'm sure like a cheat. Yeah. yeah, they'll probably have to do that. Or you grab it. 
I, I, I don't think that I, I could be wrong about this, but I don't remember alcohol being available through mobile ordering before. So I, it, it's not I maybe I'm not 100 percent right on that, but I just, just don't. I've never done it because so. I never want my beer to be like sitting there or getting warm or anything like that, I guess. So I don't I don't know. I've, I've only used it. I only use mobile ordering when I walk up and I'm like, no, this line is too long. Um, I'm not <laughs> I don't plan ahead that much. My my belly tells me where to go. Um well, thank you, Tyler. Um, while we're over there, Katrina, do you want to tell us what you're most excited about this week? Sure. All right. Sorry, Tyler. I'm going to like probably hit you in the face with my elbow. Just Sorry. clock I don't know with how that to do mug. It. All right. So I'm going to do my mugs yeah. as usual. So this mug has two sides. On the first side, it's a haunted mansion themed with the hitchhiking ghost. But instead of ghosts, it's Mr. Potato Head, Woody, and the Green Alien, and it says, Beware, a toy will follow you home. And there's a lot of details on the back, so make sure you take a look. And then on the other side is a classic scene from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and it's the jail scene. And on top it says, Toys Tell No Tales. And then on the bottom is Buzz Lightyear, Woody, and Potato Head, the green alien, as the pirates trying to lure Slinky Dog to so they can grab the keys from him. And on the bottom are building blocks that say Yoho, which I thought were really cute. And then the handle, it just says Pixar, and then it has the famous ball on the side, but it looks like they're made out of building blocks. So all in all, this mug is adorable, and it costs $16.99, and you can find it uh, I think they have it at Disney World. I know they have it at Disneyland, but definitely get this. I, I thought that was cute. I like the mug. I might. I when I I saw it when I was out there um, a couple weeks ago, and my friend actually bought that one. But I my thing with that mug is like, why didn't you make it two separate mugs? Like why? Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, why the Toy Story character? Like I don't mind the crossover stuff. Like that that's cool with me. I just there's one of those where I'm just like. Who was like, we'll put them both on one? Like, why, were they just yeah. testing the water? Why not just have one? Well, I'm curious know. if they had some designer just make some awesome art, and they were like, we got to put that on something. Yeah. Like, I don't you know. It could have been something like that. I wish they made a series. That'd be fun. Like how they did the uh, afternoon mugs, the Disney, the Disney afternoon. afternoon mugs with, like, Darkwing Duck and uh, Tailspin. I wish yeah. they did that for, like, Pixar. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I think that would be cute to do, like, a series of, like, that kind of crossover thing. Like, you know, celebrating Toy Story Land being open at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. But... I almost think that's part of what inspired it is that they were probably working on a marketing push at some point where it was going to be Toy Story characters taking over. Yeah. Disney now, and then they probably backed off, but like, okay, well, we'll still, might as well, we'll still sell it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, well, thank you, Katrina. Um, You're welcome, Nancy. Do you want to talk about yours, which I'm also pretty excited about? I know. Well, we were in DCA over the weekend, and we decided to cruise around, look at all the Halloween decorations because you know they're really really underrated. Um, most people just walk past on Buena Vista Street. All the Halloween decorations, especially like the ones in the backgrounds of the windows, mm -hmm. they, they turn around and they take them and put actual like 1920s, like vintage style, uh, uh, like little pumpkins yeah. and, and Ball decorations, paper decorations, paper masks for when, you know, let's face it, we're the first generation, or at least I'm the first generation of you guys that had plastic face masks. Um, when we were kids, you know, everything was plastic face mask. Well, these were all little paper things that just cover your eyes. Um, and then they take the Elias and Company windows and they put moving black and white from the early Silly Symphonies and stuff. They have a skeleton dance window. They have what was the short where Goofy, Goofy Mickey and Donald were ghost hunters. Lonesome ghosts. They have another. Bonesome? Yes. Lonesome. Oh, lonesome. Lonesome ghosts. So they have a couple as just um, stationary windows, but they have two as moving windows, which is kind of fun. I, um, I, I saw a thing on Twitter um, that was really funny because um, they're putting the Oogie Boogie sign up outside of Hollywood Studios, uh, Hollywood mm -hmm. Studios, Disney California Adventure. And somebody was like, the tortilla has risen because the moon yeah. behind him looks like a tortilla. Yes. And I was I like, that's some, hilarious. 
I saw somebody Photoshop uh, um, the the Mr. Potato. Remember in Toy Story Three, Mr. Potato Head was a tortilla. Yeah. I saw somebody Photoshop all of the different, uh, you know, eyes and the nose and stuff onto it too. So that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, what else, Nancy? What else did you see? They hadn't had that up quite fully yet. Um, they hadn't had the Horseman up as of last weekend. Oh, really? Okay. The big Horseman statue goes. Um, I took a picture of that all blank. The little trees are there, but not the Horseman yet. Mm. Um, on They even go as far as redecorating Big Rock Candy Mountain in the window of Trolley Treats. They, If you're familiar, Big Rock Candy Mountain is a replica of a proposed ride that Walt had. It was a train that went through the Candy Mountain. Kind of akin to the Matterhorn, but not quite. Um, and they replace all the trees with, like, little pumpkin lollipops. And they have a, a candy corn um, field of corn off of one side. And they put a haunted house in it. And it's really neat little decor and details. Um, so Main Street is great. Then Cars Land, you've got the giant cornucopia, mm-hmm. which is a very 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 large like oh model t kind of horn the kind that has the big bulb on the end and Mm -hmm. okay i'm doing that hand thing again but and out of it comes like little uh little pat fruit vegetables packages they kind of left that up all year this year didn't they yeah they they, they've been leaving it up ever since last halloween but they do they do yeah, they, they have, but they have added, they have taken out, like, the pumpkin-shaped, uh, or, like, the jack-o'-lantern-shaped, like, gas cans and yeah. stuff like that, and replaced it with a few other things, but, yeah, it's been there for, it's been there for over a year now. Well, yeah. it's Halloween-ish. You know, we never get back there, so we don't notice. Did they have um, the um, faces up on the cones yet? Um, yes. Some, some of the pumpkins are, the oil can pumpkins are out, some of the pumpkin... Um, oh God, I'm freezing. That's bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's not all done yet. Yeah. It's definitely not all done yet, but there's definitely a lot to enjoy right now. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it'll be done probably by the end of now. Well, by Friday, we- I hope. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be by well, by <laughs> last Friday. It better be done by the time you're seeing this episode. Otherwise, yeah. something <laughs> happens. So. But the other interesting thing um, that goes along with the Halloween decor is, of course, every store has their Halloween merchandise kiosk. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about food last week. Well, the merchandise seems to be fully out right now. I'm wondering if those shirts aren't shared with florida um i i you know i saw the designs look really generic yeah i well i saw the one that was like it was like all gray uh, like a night sky and then in the bottom it had i want to say like mickey was with with pluto or something they were like walking down a street Mm -hmm. and i thought the shirt was awesome like really awesome design the quality of the material was terrible but i thought it said disneyland on it but i saw somebody wearing it and they could have gone to disneyland but i saw somebody wearing it at food and wine the other day well, how do I want to put it? There's one that's blank. Like, that one didn't have Disneyland on it. But there's another one that you can obviously see where they would take and put Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So they did you that can last see. Year. Yeah. So I think it's a real big cop-out. <laughs> yeah, frankly. I think they actually um, do have a lot of shirts this year, though, I feel like. Like, more than they usually do. Uh, maybe that's just me, but I feel there like... There were about six. I've seen more than six. The kids one. I've seen more than six. I have pictures of, of a lot of them up on Twitter that there's definitely a lot. I mean, at least like 10 or 12 shirts this year, which, okay. which, yeah, which is like, to me, I feel like it's more than they've done in the past. So maybe, I mean, you could be right that they're just kind of doing a lot of designs and putting them into Disney World and Disneyland. Um, but I don't know. I haven't been to Disney World since I've started selling them. So, And this year's ears are cute. Um, they've got, instead of the... Um, instead of the mini bow, they have candy corn kind of pointing out. Oh, yeah, I saw those. That was cute, yeah. So those were cute. And, of course, they've got the the light-up laser ones, or not laser, but fiber optic ones. They've got 
There's a baseball yeah, hat too. There was a yes. like a Mickey. It was like pumpkin, but it was the ears, and it's like a orange baseball mm-hmm. hat with his face on. I almost got that, but I think it's for kids, or at least not people with giant heads like myself. Well, you know, if you've got a small head, you're you're good. Yeah. Um, they have Jack and Sally. I saw the Jack and Sally yes. ears. They're starting to do yeah. those now too. Those were really cute, actually. I really like the Sally ears. Um, oh, I saw an Isma interchangeable bow for mm. um so if you're into the villains in the mickey interchangeable bows they actually have a, an yzma bow clip now and it's got the little uh, swirly curly thing up at the top it took us a minute to figure out who it was but once we did it was That's cool. it was like oh my god how obscure yeah yeah i like that they're they kind of dig into the they realize that people now like all that stuff it doesn't have to be a you know multi-billion dollar movie for people to enjoy it and stuff you know Yep. I, sometimes I think... Some, go ahead. Go ahead, Nancy. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, sometimes I think that they focus so much time on the big, giant characters, and really the Disney fans just want the more, the kind of smaller things, the stuff that you don't get to see that often. People kind of freak out more when it's something that they, like, when it's a rare character than, than when it's all these characters that you see on a regular basis. So right, yeah. I, I agree with as- as somebody who worked for the Disney stores in the mid-90s um, for a few years, I can tell you right now, that's a way to get the guest dollar. Because the more obscure stuff you put out and the more obscure reference characters, people are going to see that. They're going to flock to it. Just put them out in small quantities. You don't have to overproduce. But it's a really good way to get people to just throw their money at you. Speaking of that really quick. Um, and then we yeah. are going to move on to another thing. Does anybody know, is that, um, splash mountain pop final completely sold out or did they bring them back? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen anything sure. on uh, social media about it being back. Yeah. Okay. I know it's uh, sold out here. We did end up getting one. So we were pretty lucky. Um, it was really interesting actually when they sold them, they were saying, oh, they're, they're in the Disneyland Park, they're at Pooh's Corner, and they're at uh, Disney Anna. And so we were like, oh, that's weird. They're not doing it at Wonderground, which is in uh, D- downtown Disney. And then so we're walking by Wonderground, and there's like a pretty small line outside, actually. And so we ended up just getting it, you know, 15-minute wait. It was not that big of a deal. So nice. we were lucky. Do you want okay. to know how much I waited for mine? How yeah, long? I do, yeah. I waited... 30 seconds. Did you buy it? Did you do the thing you said you were going to do? You waited till the next day or what? I didn't wait till the next day, but uh, people freak out about these Funkos now so much that they go first thing and they get in a hour, two hour long line. Like they get just overly ridiculous. Um, So I just went at like, I I think ours opened at 1030 at Disney Springs at our pen trader store. I showed up at like 12.15, and there was one person there, and they walked up as soon as I got behind them, and then I was at the register. I was in and out in two minutes. It took me longer to walk from the parking garage nice. to get to <laughs> oh the store God. and back uh-huh. than it did to actually buy the thing. Yeah. So I waited too uh, long, though. I missed it. I, I wanted people, one, but whatever. Oh, I'm sorry, Rhino. It's all good. I think people will freak out about it because it's like they don't tell people what is going to be remade and what's going to be there forever so like for example the abominable snowman that came out that one was gone that day uh yeah. and and nobody and it never came back and the but then, ghost and the hatbox ghost as well uh, but then like they did like figment and i remember waiting in a big line to get the figment one over in epcot mm-hmm. and now then last time we just went back they still had a bunch of them and yeah. i'm like wow yeah, I, so I think orange you never know the what they're going to keep thing. making yeah, I think they're all again, going to be limited now. Yeah, it, it's they're all going to be limited now. But the thing is, um, it's don't expect them to be gone like in in an instant. Give it. Right. Make sure you're there either that day or the day after with these Funkos. Uh, which this is timely because the the next one is supposed to be coming out in just like another week from now. The yeah. the Doom Buggy one. So twenty second. Um, what's yes. the What's the Doom Buggy okay. one? Who's in that? It's going to lose their minds. Yeah. It's what? I didn't hear you. It's going to have one. Sorry, Tyler and I just keep talking over each other. Craig, tell me. It is another. It's a Doom Buggy Funko. And I want to say it's the Ezra Ghost. I 
always get their names mixed up. I but the piano player in the no no poem? one of the hitchhiking. Ghosts. Oh, the hitchhiking yes. ghosts. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's cool. So they're kind of bringing him back, but doing like one of the scenes. Like so, like the 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 cool. Splash Mountain one is a scene. It's not like a Funko. Like you know what I mean? Like you've seen those, right? They yeah. started making like movie scenes and stuff like that, where like it's Georgie from It looking into the sewer. So they're not right. in like regular Funko positions. They're like in a scene. So I would say riding a yeah. ride is part of the scene series, but I don't know. I guess you're getting a little metaphysical for me <laughs> on this. Um, that's if I was talking about our pop yeah. finals coming to life. To me, it's a character that's from the attraction riding, riding the, the attraction. attraction. Okay. And that's probably like it started with the Indiana Jones with Indiana Jones riding. Oh, that's the true. Jeep yeah. I forgot about that. the Jeep. Now Splash Mountain with Br'er Bear and Br'er, Br'er Rabbit and there's Haunted Mansion. I've got the Indiana Jones not riding the Jeep. Somebody sent that to me, which was very thoughtful of them. But anyway, well, thank you, Nancy. We're going to move on to the next thing here, um, and that's mine. And we're just going to talk about this one real briefly because we've kind of talked about it repeatedly on the show. And that is um, Disney has shared some information on the cantina coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And it goes for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Um so, um, let me see. Um, it's going to be called Oga's Cantina, um, which will welcome pilots, bounty hunters, smugglers, locals, and galactic travelers alike and serve the best drinks in the galaxy. Um, visitors come to the, this notorious local watering hole to unwind, conduct shady business, and maybe even encounter a friend or a foe. I mean, I don't read these as good as Craig does, but running by an intriguing run by an intriguing alien proprietor, Oga Gera, the cantina adheres to a strict code of conduct that tries to keep its unruly patrons in check. But with a history of being a smuggler's safe haven and a popular stopping point for those seeking to avoid the authorities, you can bet that the cantina has a story or two to tell and we did know from d23 that um rex the former pilot of star tours would be the dj um for this area so that's a cute little like tie-in but um menu items in the cantina are going to be made with exotic ingredients using otherworldly methods and served in unique vessels which to me says collectible mugs which i'm excited about um um and it Pretty much was uh, so in the press release. It said uh, with choice for kids and libations for adults. The cantina will be a great stop, and um, the Orange County Registrar um, did uh, confirm that uh, that alcohol would be served. The the spokeswoman Liz. Jager from Disney said, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be a completely immersive, true-to-story experience. Given our commitment to offering fans an immersive cantina experience, we felt that this was an opportunity to offer alcohol and non-alcohol-based beverages in the context of the story. Now, for me, I just want to talk about the feelings on it again real quick. I feel like it is within theme of the cantina. I think it would have been weird if it was just Bantha Milk, but... On that same front, I don't think the Disneyland one and the Walt Disney World one have to be identical copies. So if the Cantina and Disneyland chose not to serve alcohol, it would not have ruined the experience for me. So right. I, I I am one of those people where I'm, I'm a little indifferent to it. I do think that, you know, Walt Disney did say not to serve alcohol because he thought it would be you know, it equated to like a carnival or, or, um, you know, whatever. Um, and it attracted like kind of unruly attitudes. However, the man drank quite a bit himself and did establish an area for exclusivity with drinking within the park. But I understand that train of thought and I understand not breaking tradition too and trying to keep one space just kind of clean. So I, I am not somebody who'd be out there lobbying for alcohol in the park, and I'm not somebody who's going to be out there being like picketing it to get rid of it, I guess. But what do, what do you think? I, sorry, I was just going to say the one thing I don't like about the Club 33 argument is that, you know, that was that was going to be used as a way for Walt to like show investors mm-hmm. and dignitaries, important mm-hmm. people in there. That was going to be kind of a, a place for business to to happen inside the park so yeah i don't so even though it is what it is now like the fact that like i i i don't consider that to be inside the park the same way i don't consider 21 royal to be inside the that's park fair enough in that yeah. in that sense the same way walt's apartment i don't that's 
a different limits to the park. So those it's areas not, it's not would open be, for everybody. Yeah, those yeah. areas would be grayed out in a map for me. They, yeah. We can see them from there, but we don't have access access to them. I don't, I'm sorry access. for saying it like that. We don't <laughs> well, have access to them, so they play by different rules. Understandable. So yeah. that's my look yeah. on it. Yeah. So And they have a strict rule policy in place at both uh, at these locations that you spoke of too as well. So so it is like you are monitored as an individual person there. Whereas, you know, in the cantina it's gonna it's kind of like it's it's all day guests, you know, so it's anybody I hate that expression, day guests. It's all guests in the park. It. I know, I wrote it down. Somebody on this show says that a lot and I'm like what's they become nighttime guests when the sun sets so i but anyway it's for all guests of the park so it becomes a public location and you know i'm sure there's going to be rules in place to like they're they're not going to be able to leave the cantina with the drink they're going to be monitored with ids obviously you know and there could even be a thing where i know at universal hollywood they do a two drink minimum during halloween horror nights this last year was the first time in years um, too too much max. I'm sorry, max. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. How dare you come in here and only drink two beers? Um, but it was only beer, so it wasn't hard liquor, and it was you. They put like the X's on your hand, so they know you've had the two, and you know, or maybe it was even the invisible X. I don't know, but but regardless, you know, it's kind of like I I think it will be quarantined to that area of the park. Um, but I can understand people being like. Give us a space. But, you know, we're an ever-evolving society, too, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, do what you, do you guys do think? You think that, do you think that you would want to actually hang out in a cantina if there was no alcohol there? No, but at the same time, like, I do I do go to the mint julep bar, and I get a thing. So I know that's just a window serve-up. You, you get so. your mint julep, and you, and you kind of... But leave, I think right? about, like the 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 golden horseshoe or something like that you know you can get like the root beer float or something like that and like so it i don't no i don't want to hang out in a canteen i'm I, I mean it depends it's star wars you know there's could be really interesting drinks like look at how many non-alcoholic drinks are at the lamplight lounge right now you know like there's yeah. and there's a lot like i can see somebody who doesn't drink or a kid being like yeah i want to stay here and have these well, like and we're giving disney a little bit too much creativity on behalf of their drinks, uh, if if they're not completely unique and really, really interesting, then what is the point of I having agree. them inside this cantina at all? If the main ingredient in nine of them are going to be sweet and sour mix, blue curacao, and some type of juice, like it already is at every yeah. other freaking yeah. place around any Disney park, then what what's the point of starting to break these? So if they do get super creative, maybe I can give it slightly a pass but if it's just your same crappy mixed drinks from all these other places that serve these mixed drinks just with a star wars name attached to it and a unique vessel then that's that's just lazy and that's that's wrong what do you think um nancy you've got you've got younger kids let me know what you think about that oh i think there's going to be a mix of of responses like (laughs) um okay as far as having kids in a family environment, we wouldn't necessarily have those drinks, but that's just our family. I would prefer to do the non-alcoholics. However, if I was there with Ian. You know, I'm so torn on this. I totally agree with Craig on the Club 33 argument because, mm-hmm. let's face it, when Club 33 was founded in the 50s, discretion was the better part of valor. So if you're drinking up in this club, you don't talk about it when you go down to the park with your family. Mm-hmm. Here, you're going to get people who are clustering in one spot. Now, if we think of this cantina as going to be something Trader Sam's-ish on that same vein, you're looking at bits and pieces of entertainment. I think one of the big things we're forgetting about is those interactive actors that are supposed to be taking um, taking place and, and, you know, coming in and doing a scene somewhere or, you know, starting a, you know, starting stuff with the guests, you know, being interrogated and things like that. We see with the stormtroopers mm-hmm. now. So if you see that on a higher level, 
there may be more reason to sit in the cantina because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, unless they have a set show schedule. So I can see people going there just for the cantina to sit and have drinks while you're, you know, waiting for something interesting to happen. You wouldn't be doing that with kids. Kids are going to drag you wherever you're going to go. And they're going to be more of your driving force of how you're touring the Star Wars land. Um, well, my thing now, is, yeah. Go on, sorry. One of the one of the big things on if they make any changes to how much alcohol or the alcohol rules is going to be how guests are going to start responding with some of these interactive actors. You know, if you get the Tarzan situation, um, as most of you know, Tarzan got moved out of the park because women kept grabbing his butt and things like that. Um, and same with Esmeralda. She, those were reasons those characters, you know, disappeared from the friends list. Was that alcohol, um, though? I don't know if we can blame No, there wasn't that. alcohol, but... Add alcohol yeah, onto to that, that sort of attitude. already yeah. set behavior pattern. Tyler, Katrina, do you have anything to say about the alcohol in the park? I think if it, as long as it's done in good taste, I, I feel like I will be okay with it. But I just don't want people to ruin it Saucy. because I feel like this is going to be a new thing for Disneyland. I mean, they have it at, you know, DCA, Disney California Adventure, but now it's at Disneyland, people might go like crazy and be like, oh my gosh, we get to drink, you know, and they might ruin it. But I'm praying to God like they're not going to. And and as long I feel like they're going to do like, I don't know if they're going to do mixed drinks, like like mixing it right in front of you. I feel like it's going to be pre-made how they used to do it uh, in DCA for the uh, like Mad Tea Party, how mm -hmm. it was like pre-mixed and they can control their alcohol content and make it like, super sugary and like watered down well that's i don't know if they're going to do pre-made but the thing that i'm that i'm thinking is that for me the lamplight lounge drinks are not very good honestly i think they're all very sugary because they knew that people go and get drunk there so they i think they kind of step back on the alcohol in that location um and i think that a lot of these star wars drinks are going to be very sweet as well so uh you know i, I don't really i i think times change and and I think yeah. that having alcohol is not the end of the world. And it's not going to be the type of thing where you can walk around with it either. So, yeah. I, don't, I mean, that's I just, a big component yeah. of it is being able to walk around with alcohol, getting something to go. And I don't think they're going to do that, I especially don't think in Disneyland. Anything there is going yeah. to really be able to get you like wasted either without effort. Yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. that's the other thing is, too, is I doubt any drinks going to have more than five percent uh, alcohol content, you know, alcohol by volume, whatever, like a beer. But it might not. It's yeah. still the it's, it's still, still the principle. principle yeah, though. yeah. It's there's no reason. This is the fact that they're serving alcohol in there. Every single everything single Disney site out there. Uh, that is willing to actually be a little harsh on Disney has put the points together in that alcohol is one of the biggest money makers in Disney parks because they can do it on the cheap mm -hmm. and they can make a huge profit off of it because the drinks that they're serving you for $15 a pop are probably only costing them around like 50 cents to actually make yeah. when you break down the ingredients because they're not, mm -hmm. you know, they're not making like a good scotch drink with, uh, with a good single malt. That's a hundred dollars a bottle. They're using a $20 bottle that only, that's like for a giant liter. And then they're giving you a shy pour on that too, if they're mm -hmm. doing anything in that and regards. And yes, they do have top shelf stuff around, but if you watch, they're not making these drinks all the time with Top Shelf, and so, but they're charging you like they should top be shelf on prices, it. Prices, yeah, yeah, and that's what I don't like. Yes. So it's all for a money grab. Let the place just be dry for the sake of being dry. Come up with cool, interesting merchandise, and then at the same time too, there's that. There's that if. You can't have this experience at Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge. Okay, well, now I want to go over and see Walt Disney World's. So it also right, has exactly. something unique yeah. and different to experience there. Well, I just feel like to go along with that, um, if you were going to sit, if they are going to have all this entertainment like we're talking about, uh, that is just going to be going around the bar and you know, you're going to be able to sit there and just watch things unfold, 
honestly, as a business, you want to have some some reason for people to be buying things while they're watching these shows. And if you're just going to have like a bite to eat and, you know, try, I don't know, some blue milk or whatever, they're not going to be making any money on all this entertainment that they're paying for. And so yeah. I, I could see them, you know, it's like uh, ESPN Zone used to have like a rule where if you were sitting there watching a game, you had to buy something every hour. And, I, you know, I wonder if they would enact something like that here because they're not going to want people to just sit around not purchasing things. Like squatters. Yeah. yeah I, air I mean, conditioning. They're, they're going to have to <laughs> in the beginning. that one drink the entire <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. My, I mean, you know they're going to try and keep the capacity down inside. So it's going to be a line, a line to get into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a line to get into the cantina. And then once you're in the cantina, you're going to feel a little rush. That's just how it's going to be in the beginning, you know. Um, yep. But I'm sure they've got a plan. And so my thing is, like, and Craig mentioned this on the Tuesday Disney World show last week, is is the vessels are what I'm interested in. Like, you know, I enjoy collectible mugs and things like that. And um, I think they can't really be like, here's your Darth Vader cup. Here's your Millennium Falcon mug. Like, it's got to right. be because if, if we're supposed to be within the universe, like it's not going to be like. I don't know. I, I, it's I, not going to be so iconic. It's going to be something. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. something that would come from that. Yeah, from that planet, exactly. Too, it's called. I swear if they do. Look at the designs for Trader Sam's. Okay, well, we've talked about the cantina thing a lot, and I feel like we could talk about it a lot longer. But mm-hmm. you know, I want to keep moving on through stuff, like because I'm sure we're gonna we got a long time. We got almost a whole year to keep talking about it before it even opens in Disneyland, um, or in nine months. I don't know. There's no specific date, just summer 2019. That could be until September 21st. I feel like if they, they have wanted. to do it like before D23. Well, D23 right? is late August. Yeah. Like they have to. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it could be. It could be the end of the summer, not the real summer. Um, Unless they so, do like a sneak peek, like preview for the people at like a certain um, thing, how they did like Fantasmic last year. They might. If they. Um, okay, so um, we're going to move on from that. And like I said in the opening, I just want to briefly, because we've actually been recording a little bit longer than I thought we were going to. Um, I just want to talk about uh, the closing of Bugsland. What was sad? Um, but. I am um, I am a little sad to see this area go. For those of you who do not know, um, the Bugs Land is an area of, or was, excuse me, rest in peace, was an area of Disney California Adventure um, where, uh, it, you know, it was, it was fully themed. You went in, you shrunk down to the size of a bug, and you got to kind of experience a bunch of what I would say are, how do you describe the type of attractions they are? It's... Off the shelf yeah. attractions. Uh, this was tech. If yeah. I remember correctly, and I'm sure Nancy will definitely pipe up, but uh, you know, I only half pay attention to Michael sometimes on connecting with Walt. <laughs> but this was Disney California <laughs> Adventures. This was kind of their first expansion. A bugs. Um, it's tough to be a bug open with the park, but then they added all these little carnival attractions as part of Flick's Fun Fair, if I remember correctly, and then it all just melded into a bug's land. Hmm. And so you had it's tough to be a bug with the carnival rides. Nancy, do you want to talk about it? There was a huge complaint when California Adventure first opened the first year or so that there was really nothing for young children. And they tried adding Flick's Fun Fair to the Bounteous Harvest area, which honored the center of the state where most of our produce comes from. Mm-hmm. And they had a few things, but not enough. And there were no small child, really small child attractions. And we had very small children, and the girls were tiny at that point. And it really made a big difference for us as a family when they added it with the water features and activities, the, you know, Heimlich's choo-choo train was the best. They always asked to go on Heimlich. Flix fun fires. Eh, you can take, I could take those or leave, leave them. Francis's well, hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. 
Okay. All right, so let's let's talk about it real quick like nobody's ever been there. So so um, there are um, several attractions in this area. We have come to a uh, determination that we consider them to be five and one that kind of closed after a while, which was, you mentioned, Nancy, the original attraction, a Tough to be a Bug, right? Um, right. When did a Tough to be a Bug stop operating over there? Was that a was that I, I, it, was I think a couple, it was a couple months ago. Oh, okay, so it was a recent a recent stuff. Well, then. so for so for a lot for people that don't know, a lot of times they would do like movie previews and things in that theater. So a tough to, so it's tough to be a bug wasn't always operating, but up to the lead up of the close of that whole theater, they were definitely doing it's tough to be a bug again. So oh, okay, yeah, it's, cool. It's been a couple months, but it's it was March. Yeah, it was very very long time ago. Okay, okay. I, I knew they were doing long, the. Uh, previews that theater used to be the not captain eo um something wasn't there a muppet theater in that park somewhere once i don't know that's irrelevant that's not hollywood land okay that's i get them mixed up sometimes so um okay well then let's talk about the individual attractions that existed in bugs land so we had flix flyers does somebody want to talk about flix flyers nancy sure okay i'll go for it um imagine chinese food boxes Mm -hmm. animal cracker boxes all suspended and and created by bugs to be little think of them as little things that hang off the bottoms of balloons so they've got little little wings on top or just a little there's a a little cover it's like it's like a balloon yeah it's a spoke raises up spins angles tilts and then goes back down yeah it's a it's a simple um I don't know if you classify it as the same type of ride as like Dumbo, but it's basically the get in your cart, be brought up, spin around in a circle, be brought down. Yeah. You know. And this is actually the ride that's yeah. going to be uh, turned into the inside out ride and brought over to Pixar Pier. Yes. Yeah. So. so so kids will still have the opportunity to have like a or there'll be a family, you know, attraction aimed at younger kids yeah. in the park still, which is great. So and then I know everybody's favorite attraction over there and the one that was like heartbreaking was Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Katrina, I know you love this one. I do. I want to take it. Yeah. Uh, I am really sad to see this go. So it's a little <laughs> choo choo train and Heimlich takes you on a little stroll through his little like I feel like eating garden like there's uh you go through animal crackers and you smell animal crackers as you go through and you pass through a watermelon that he's eaten and uh and it smells like watermelon and sorry and he uh, I miss it so much I'm starting to get sad anyway and then you see like candy and he just kind of like takes you through a little train it's like I want to say like 30 seconds long it's not very long yes it's Uh, really short and but it's just I thought it was really really awesome to go on uh, kind of relaxing because it's all shaded and then for little kids I feel like if I was a little if I was a little kid I would want to ride this all the time because uh, you know it kind of reminds me of um, like Casey jr the yeah. circus train it, it, it's yep. just it's similar um, but it's a little shorter but you know, he's a cute little choo-choo train. Yeah, and he it was, speaks in a cute little German accent the whole time. I did, did it on my most recent trip, and finally. And he narrates his food. Yeah, and he narrates as he yeah. eats, and he calls it all out in funny wor- words. And the, the best part is the, the candy corn, um, which they've um, – there is a nod because they didn't want to get rid yeah. of all references to Heimlich. In the uh, Pixar Pier area, they have one of the um, – the games over there is like throwing the candy corn into uh, – in, is it into Heimlich's mouth? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. but it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> they, and the, you know what? They actually got rid of the candy corn bean bags, and, the, and now it's just baseballs. Oh, that's so. too bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, Craig, yeah. you and Kylie got to ride this on your last trip, right? To say goodbye to your your oh, favorite yeah. caterpillar. Yeah. No. Uh, this was uh, the person who I think loved this more than anyone else was Corey Martin. Uh, <laughs> I'm. He just he had a fascination so like my yeah. first trip out with him on uh, in 2013 that's when like i discovered heimlich Shuju. that was my first time ever in california adventure anyway so it's the first time i could discover it but i've loved it ever since then um but i wanted to ask the disneyland side like was this always kind of like a cult classic ride or because i, I know it. people uh, on our coast didn't really even learn about it yeah until the taco bell girl did her yeah, meme yeah. where she's like i'm in a disney attraction why do i look like this ride <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I don't think it was immediately, it but it, it it definitely it definitely has been for a very long time. Okay. Well, for it, parents, that... cult. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. No, it is a weird. Like I read it, I read it, I wrote it so um far along into its life that I was just like, what is like it's cute, but I was like, what is the big deal? But I mean, it's funny, but I guess it's it's one of those things, one of those California. California well, the nice thing about it is it never had a line either. It was like always five minute lines. So I was like, oh, what do you want to do? We can go on Heimlich. And it was just, it always brought a smile to my face. Like, especially when he's just like, I'm a cute little choo choo train. Like, just <laughs> things like that. And you're just like, oh, okay, that's a fork in the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And we do have a, I believe we have a ride through of this from a couple years back, right? Didn't uh, you do one? Yeah, we have a couple. Um, I threw up a crappy one I shot on my phone the last time I was out there just to do that and that's on uh, youtube.com slash wdw info and then the more entertaining one is from youtube.com slash dis unplugged of uh Corey's Corey, right myself right? Yeah, and okay. will all right yeah i'm it's you just gotta watch for the reactions yeah. of it yeah so um there's that and then there was francis's ladybug boogie Tyler, do you want to talk this about this one? Is, this one is a spinning ride that is, it looks like teacups when you first look at it, but it's not the teacups because you cannot spin yourself. And it's actually kind of a prototype of the Alien Swirling Saucers and Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Yeah. Uh, if you look at it, it's the same ride operation as those rides. It just spins you around rather than whips you. So it's very similar to those rides. Uh, yeah. And they, and they play, you know, different music every time you go on it. Uh, and... Uh, that's a, that was, that's a decent it's ride pretty, for what yeah. it is. Yeah, it and then there was uh, Princess Dot's Puddle Park, um, or Princess Dot Puddle Park, and that area. I always thought that area looked really cool because it was like a big hose, like spigot, kind of coming out of the ground, and like you know, for a kid, for kids like, well, not for kids, for anybody that was like really hot, you could go over there and get splashed, you know, and stuff. And I I I think that's kind of the one that. I'll almost be like, where will everybody go get wet now? Besides the River Rapid ride, but um, and then yeah. finally there was essentially the uh, bumper cars of this area, the Tuck and Rolls Drive 'em Buggies. Don't you can't just say they were just bumper cars. They, they were just bumper cars. Were the worst bumper cars you could ever possibly <laughs> imagine anywhere. I didn't I'm do very this. slow. Yeah, I did this with Tyler and Katrina for the first time. Uh, just. I don't know what motivated us. I think it was right after I had a chimichanga and I was riding that high. Um, <laughs> but we went over, we went over and experienced it. And I, the reason I never did it was because it always looked so slow paced from watching from the outside. And then once you're behind yeah. one of those cars, they were so freaking slow and yeah. you couldn't even bump people. So it made no sense as bumper cars, but it was fun. It still is something yeah. different to do. And... Actually, if you want to see a, was, a picture oh, of... Go ahead, Nancy. Oh, no, I was going to say, it um, It was bumper cars without any of the liability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, really. Weak <laughs> but if you want to see a picture of uh, Craig and I on the tuck and roll bumper buggies, whatever they call them, uh, you can uh, join us on Patreon and check that out because I just put a picture up the other day. Oh. So, Aww. Yeah. Yes. Um, Craig looks so uncomfortable in that picture, too, I'll have to tell you. <laughs> he didn't have a little were, leg room in were, there. Yeah, you were a very tall man, and that is a very small buggy. Yes. And <laughs> I, again, I think it was right after a chimichanga, if I can remember <laughs> yeah. correctly. And plus, so. there was no line, and I kept like nagging you. Probably, I'm like, "Come on, you uh, have to." It does not sound like you, Katrina. Not at all. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was giving you a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> um, sorry, I was trying to find the actual like announcement of the Marvel expansion area, and for some reason, I can only find a really two really annoyingly worded articles about it because um so for people that don't know Bugsland being closed now is making way for a marvel themed area that will probably not have marvel in the title because i don't think they can um but uh it's going to kind of expand on like you know guardians of the galaxy taking over tower of terror which i you all know i love guardians of the galaxy um but uh 
let me see if I can find it really quick. But it, there's well, not. Well, me to send it to you. There's a lot, a lot of yeah. Well, I there's not a lot of details specifically about what it is. We're kind of assuming what it's going to be. They've mentioned some stuff. There was like posters that came out. Um, my guess is they bring in the Iron Man attraction from Hong Kong Disneyland and putting that over here. Like when they said that, I was like, yeah, Disney already has a Marvel themed attraction somewhere in the world. Why wouldn't they be using this? Um, but I I am excited to see what it brings. I know there are parents out there, Nancy, like you said, like uh, it's it's kind of removes yeah. that younger younger kid area, you know. So what are your thoughts on on Bugs Land leaving and Marvel taking over? Movies kind of had its heyday and moved on. It was one of the movies that never stayed as a classic. So keeping it around is kind of touch and feel. Um, and it was everything off the shelf, which was never a big, um, how do I want to put it? It was never a big experience. Um, if you have little, little kids, they still... Um, they could go on the Chinese on flicks flyers, but it they could never see out of the box because the seats were down low enough and the walls of the box were too high. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of glad to see it gone a little bit because they could really use that area and develop it for newer properties like Marvel. They've got the Little Mermaid, which they didn't have when they built when they built Bugs Land, so. You know, you got a few good things about it um, that's left in the park. Um, and I'm saying I'm like a crazy person. Okay, so I think with Marvel, they've got a lot of room to grow. Mm -hmm. And depending on how they build the attractions and how they build the meet and greets, right now Captain America is kind of in a weird little spot, and it'll be nice to put him more in context as opposed to just making it like a Hollywood backdrop. Yeah. So, well, for those who don't know, the Marvel characters do meet and greets at Disney California Adventure. You've got right now it's Spider-Man, Captain America, Black Widow, the Dormelage, and then yeah. um I know Thor and Loki were coming out. I've heard that they're not coming out anymore. The same with Doctor Strange was out sometimes, I Black seen Widow. Them. That they're Black Panther too. Black Panther. Black, I'm sorry. Yeah, Black Panther. Um Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I Craig sent me the uh, the official like the Disney Parks blog announcement. So it said at the Disneyland Resort, the new superhero themed land will be begin recruiting guests in 2020. So we got two years um, with even more experiences to follow. So it sounds like we're going to get one experience and then they're just going to keep adding. Um, but the Guardians of the Galaxy will be joined by Spider-Man and the Avengers in what will become a completely immersive superhero universe Furthering the evolution of Disney California Adventure Park, the new land will be anchored by the popular Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout in the adjacent space um, that is occupied by Bugs Land. Sorry. And this does say tough to be a bug close March 19th. Um, so we know it's got Spider-Man and whoever the Avengers are that they determine and stuff like that. So that is yeah. exciting. I am excited for the Marvel stuff. Well, it I, sounds I, like it's going to be post-Infinity, um, post-Avengers 4 storyline. Oh, that that's a, that's a really good point too. So we don't even know what's going to occupy. I mean, we know Spider Man because we know Spider Man Two is or Spider Man Homecoming, Far From Home or whatever it's called is coming out next summer after the fourth Avengers movie, which is supposed to reshape what the Marvel franchise looks like going forward. So whatever they build, like you said, Nancy, I'm sure will exist post Avengers Four. But. I, I think ultimately what is and I don't have kids right now so I can't really speak on that behalf but let's be honest um when when before California Adventure was around and everyone thought that Westcott was coming out there like that was that was what it it seemed like people wanted at the time they wanted that Epcot style park out there uh Epcot right. is I for the most part it is not a kid friendly park we can talk about that in terms of concepts or even the current offerings. There are some scattered throughout, but with but with where Disney's going with California Adventure now, taking away Ariel's uh, character dining to have all Lamplight Lounge, mm -hmm. getting rid of getting rid of the majority of everything in in a Bugs Land 
keeping one ride, moving it over to Pixar Pier, you're eliminating most of that. It's It seems like they're getting ready to start their push of making California Adventure known as a park for your single adults without kids yeah, and the, going yeah, for that audience in a, yeah. in a full-fledged, still having a couple things for for kids, for annual pass holders, families who do want to check out the park, but reshifting the focus yeah. of what the park is for the most part. Yeah, it's, it seems like See, it's... I don't necessarily they agree do have with that. wine festival. Oh, it's, okay, so... They do. I do agree with Craig, though. I, it does give me that vibe where it, it's still going to be completely family-oriented. However, it's going to skew toward the older side of the family, the spectrum of, yeah. like, children. You know, like, you 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 your four or five year olds might get too scared, but you know the thing. The beauty of Marvel is like it appeals to everybody. But however, you know it is. I would argue a teenager property forward to be like completely, completely understood. But you know, little kids dress up like characters. They're going to still want to go there and see the can, kids. You know, see the kids. Can see you the say characters. Junior Avengers Training Academy? Yeah, that would be cool too. And I do there, know that there are plans there was for young Avengers. So, yeah, so I, I, I would like to see it. I, me being selfish though, I do hope it skews more on the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout side, where it's a little okay. more mature oriented. But yeah. only time will tell, and I'm sure we'll get more details eventually because they'll want to start releasing some of that to coincide with like Star Wars to be like, look, we've still got stuff. But, um, but you know, we've talked a long time about all that stuff. But I want to thank you guys for joining us today to have that discussion thank you craig for being on camera for once you know out for this show instead of just being a voice that uh comes in in the background thank you nancy for taking time out to join us again and tyler and katrina well this is your job um, i know don't forget to watch that bug's life video on youtube yes that's right that was yeah I want to give it a push. Yes, there is a good. They've done a goodbye video on youtube.com slash says unplugged where you can watch that video. Um, the video that Craig talked about, I'm sure Tyler will put it all in the uh, show notes page. Um, but that will do it for this episode of the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged. We will see you again next week with another episode. Um, until then, have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye.